With Hashem's assistance, we are learning about becoming of Ches, page 8. We begin towards the bottom of the Zayin of Bez, five lines from the bottom of fourth class word, Eisvei. So Gemara just said that Rabbi Abba said that in regards to the question, the question was, when we talk about the best that a person has to pay, if he causes damage, he has to pay from the best of his properties. So we're talking about the best objectively, meaning the best of the world, or do we look at the person himself, his properties, and he has to pay from the best of his properties? So Rabbi Abba had said that he has to pay from the best of himself. As the verse says, um, He pays from the best of his field. So now the Gemara asks, I'll ask you a question. If let's say all he has is the best quality property, so when we talk about that, actually three different people that could collect theoretically. You could have the person who he caused damage to, so he always collects from the best. Then you have the person who is the bachoy, someone who you owe money to, so he normally collects from benonis, from the middle quality. And then you have the woman who is a ksuvas isho, who let's say that the man has just divorced, so he owes her money from the ksuva, so she collects from zibars from the lowest quality. So let's say all he has is the highest quality piece of land, so they all, all three of those collect from the best quality piece of land. But you know, if they all, if all he has is benonis, the middle quality, kulam gavim benonis, then they all collect from that. Zibaris, if let's say all he has is the lowest quality, kulam gavim zibaris, then they all collect from the lowest quality. So let's say he has the highest quality piece of land, a medium quality piece of land, and a low quality piece of land. So so the person that he owes money because he caused damages, so he gets from the highest quality. And the person who he's owed money to, so he collects from the middle quality. And a woman who he owes owed money to because he divorced her, so she collects from the lowest quality piece of land. Now let's say all he has is He has just a highest quality piece of land and a medium quality piece of land. So the person that he damaged, so he collects from the highest quality. So collects from the middle quality, and the woman gets moved up because that's the lowest quality that he has. Let's say he has only a medium quality and a low quality. So both the person who, co- uh, who he owes money because he caused damage and the person he owes money to, stam, so they collect from the medium quality. And the, the woman who he owes money to, so obviously she gets from the lowest quality piece of land. Onto the Tabu Chesam Aleph, page 8a. Let's say all he has is Idis Vizibaris, the highest quality and the lowest quality. So the person who he caused damage to, he collects from the highest quality. And the person who he owes money to, and the woman that he owes money to because of the ksuva, so they get from the zibaris from the lowest quality. Katani miha, mitziha. We learned, however, in this brice in the middle case, beinonis v'zibaris nezaken, that if, let's say, you have a medium quality and a low quality, so nezaken v'balchoi v'beinonis, so both nezek and the balchov, the person who caused damage and the person that he owes money to, so they get the medium quality, and the woman who he owes money to, so she gets the lowest quality. And if it be true, that it's that we go after his best quality or his medium quality, and it's not something that's universal, that's objective, that goes after the world, what the world considers to be good or medium. Tasa benonis shalik idis. So then, why don't we make the benonis, which we call objectively perhaps it's medium quality, but for him it's his highest quality. And the person who he owes money to should go to the lower quality because the balchayv doesn't have a right to collect from the best quality. So clearly, we don't care what's his best, but rather we go by what's objectively considered good. And what's 
what's objectively considered medium quality? So my answer is no, that's not a good proof. What's the case? That when he originally owed the money, so he did in fact have a high quality piece of land, and then he sold it. So now, already before he sold that high quality piece of land, so the medium quality that he had, which is now his best, so that was already Meshub, but it was already encumbered to the person that he owes money to. And therefore, the person who he owes money to can indeed collect from the middle quality piece of land, which is now his best quality piece of land. And similarly, that the case is talking about where he had a high quality piece of land, and he sold it. And we can actually deduce it. It makes sense to say that this is the understanding from the Brisa itself, because we have another Brisa that says, that if you have, if the person who is being collected from has a middle quality piece of land and a low quality piece of land is so the person that he owes because of damages so he collects from the medium quality and in this price so it says that the person who he owes money to and the woman who he owes money to because of the ksuva they both collect from the low quality so this is a steer it's a contradiction between the two different prices rather what's going to be we can deduce from here that the price of the first price is talking about where he had originally a higher quality piece of land, and he sold it. So that's why he collects from the Beinayin, it's the Balchayv, the person who owes money to, so that's why he collects from the middle quality, because that was originally Meshubah to him, that was originally encumbered to And the second b'risa, where it says that he collects from the lowest quality, is because he never had a higher quality piece of land. And we go by what's considered his highest quality, which is Beinayinus of the world, which is the medium quality of everyone else, but that's his best, and therefore the Balchayv, the, the person who owes money to, cannot collect from that, and rather, in the second b'risa, he collects from the lower quality piece of land. The Ibais Ema, another possible explanation for this contradiction between the two prices, that both prices are talking about where he did not have a higher quality piece of land that was sold. And it's not a problem. We could say like this. In this explanation, we're assuming that in fact we don't go by what's subjectively considered the higher or the medium quality, but rather we go by what's objectively considered the higher or medium quality. And therefore, it goes like this. So the case is talking about a case where we have that the guy who owes the money to whoever we're talking about so he has a medium quality piece of land for him it's medium quality but that medium quality piece of land is actually comparable to what generally speaking they consider a high quality piece of land meaning in the world it's considered a high quality piece of land but this guy also perhaps has an even higher quality piece of land than what's normally considered high quality so now for the Balchayv the person who wants to come and collect so he can only collect from what's objectively considered a medium quality piece of land and therefore he can't collect from the Benonis the medium quality piece of land of this person because the medium quality piece of land is in fact a high quality piece of land objectively. So that's why in the second Brisa it says that in fact he can collect only from the lower quality because the lower quality is going to be comparable to it, it would seem to, to what's considered the medium quality piece of land objectively. Vikan and the original Brisa where we said that he can collect from the Beinon is the Leishavi Beinon Shalaki is Alma where the medium quality that he has is not comparable in quality to what's generally speaking referred to as the highest quality and therefore the Balchov the person can, in fact, collect from his Beinonis. That's what we mean in the first b'risa. That's the second possibility of understanding the contradiction between the two b'risas. Viva Yisim, another possible explanation to resolve the contradiction. Both cases are talking about where the medium quality piece of land that he has 
is equal to what's objectively called the medium quality piece of land generally. And this is what they're arguing about. The second Brisa holds that uh, we go by what's subjectively considered his best piece of land. So even though he has a piece of land which is equal to what's generally speaking objectively a medium quality piece of land, but nevertheless that medium quality piece of land is his best piece of land. So therefore the Balchov cannot collect from the medium quality piece of land, but rather he has to collect from the lower quality. Umar, so the first Bryce says and holds, we go by what's generally speaking considered a better piece of land or a medium quality piece of land. And therefore we say that even though that is his best piece of land, but since they're uh, objectively speaking, this is the medium quality piece of land, the Balchov will be able to collect from that. That's what the first Bryce holds. Ravina, Omar, Ravina says a different understanding of the contradiction. They're actually arguing about this statement of Ula. Ula says from the Torah, actually, a Balchov, a person who's owed money, should not be able to collect from the medium quality piece of land, but only from a low quality piece of land. Shinemar, as the verse says, he shall stand aside, meaning the person who's owed money will stand aside. And the person who we are trying to collect money from, he's going to bring out the object outside. So, what does a person usually bring out? If he's trying to bring out some kind of collateral, he brings out the lowest quality thing that he has. So therefore, what we see from the Torah is, we see from the words that the Torah uses, that the person who's coming to collect the money, his hand is not on top. He doesn't have the upper hand. But rather, the person who's, who owes the money, who has to pay, he's the one who theoretically has the upper hand. And therefore, the bacho, the person who's owed the money, can only collect from the lowest quality. So why do we say that the bacho indeed has the right to collect from a medium quality piece of to make it easier for a person to be able in his mind to be able to lend money because he knows that eventually he's going to get back being known as medium quality piece of land whereas if he knew that he's going to get back low quality piece of land so he wouldn't be interested in lending money so that's why we say that you should pay with a medium quality piece of land so so the first Bryce that says that he indeed collects from a medium quality piece of land is because he holds of Ula who says that in fact you collect from the medium quality piece of land and the second Bryce that says that he collects from the lowest quality he holds like the Da'oraisa the halacha from the Torah that says that in fact all he collects from is the lowest quality. He doesn't hold that we made a takana uh, and that's why we say that in fact he can collect only from the lowest quality. That's the understanding of the contradiction. Tanaban, we have a b'raisa. Let's say he has three pieces of land and he has three different people who he owes money to. He has a balchov, a person who he owes money because he borrowed money, and he has a woman who he owes the money to, and has somebody who he caused damage to. And there are three different pieces of land that he had. He had a, a very high quality piece of land, a medium quality piece of land, and a low quality piece of land. And now he went and he sold those pieces of land. So now, if he sold it to one person at once, or he sold it to three different people, and they're on the same day. So, so they all have now come under the place of the Bailam, which means that every single one of them has to know that when he buys that piece of property, so they're already encumbered to the to the loan, to the money that he owes to the woman, to the money that he owes to the person he caused damage to. So that being the, the case, the person he caused damage to can come to the one who bought the high-quality piece of land and say, give me the piece of land. Uh, the person who he owes money to can come to the person who bought the medium-quality piece of land and say, give it to me. And the woman can come and say to the person who bought the lowest-quality piece of land, give it to me. Let's say they bought it one after the other, meaning they didn't all buy it on the same day. So so they all actually don't collect from their respective things. Normally, you'd be able to collect from the piece of land that you're supposed to. But whatever piece of land was bought last, so since that was the piece of land that was left by the people who bought, so the general rule is that whenever somebody buys a piece of land, even if it's encumbered, but as long as there's still land to collect from, let's say Ruvain, so he owes money to three different people, and he sells his, two out of his three properties to to 
to Shimon. So now the whatever's left, whatever's left, the third property that's left, they all have to collect first from that piece of property before they can go to the to the person who bought the pieces of land. That being the case, so when he goes and he sells three pieces of land one after the other, so the last piece of property that was sold was the last thing that was encumbered that the people had the ability to collect from. Therefore, they have to go first to that person before they are able to go to the previous people who bought the different pieces of land. Let's say the person who is the last person to buy does not have enough to give all the money that's owed. So then they go to the person who bought it previously. Let's say that person doesn't have enough. So then they go back to the original person who bought the first piece of land. So what's the case where he sold it to one person? If the case is talking about where he bought it at one time. So if we already found, in the second case we see that if he sells it to three different people, that we could theoretically say that one of them came first. Nevertheless, we said that they've all come in place of the Bailam, in place of the owners, and therefore they have to collect, they're able to collect from each of those different three people. So so obviously if he sold it to one person, so obviously they're going to be able to collect from that one person. What's the Chiddush? That, that, that doesn't have to be the case. That shouldn't be the case because there's no Chiddush. It must be that he actually, the, the single person who bought the three different properties bought them on three different days. So what's the difference that we're going to say that in regards to three different people that bought it on three different days? So each person can always say, I left you a place to collect from. So when a single person buys it on three different days, he should also be able to say that I left you a place to be able to collect from. And therefore, they should only be able to collect from the last piece of property that was bought. So theoretically, let's say he bought first a uh, the, the highest quality piece of land, then he bought the medium quality piece of land, and on the third day, he he bought the, the lowest quality piece of land. So everyone should only be able to collect, even the Bachov, and even the person who he caused damage to, so they should only be able to collect from the lowest quality piece of land. They shouldn't be able to get the highest quality piece of land because that was the last piece of land that was purchased. So that was the piece of land that was left, theoretically, before he bought it, for, for them to be able to collect from. So they shouldn't be able to collect from anything else. So the Gemara answers, What are we dealing with over here? The last piece of land was that was purchased, meaning the piece of land that he left over for them to be able to collect from, theoretically, until he actually went and purchased it, was the highest quality piece of land. So therefore, he's not interested in them all collecting from the high quality piece of land. Rather, he says to them, you know, you collect from what you're supposed to collect from. I'm going to let you collect, obviously, the, the person who got damaged will collect from the highest quality piece of land. The person who's owed the money will get from the medium quality. And the person, the, the woman who's owed money from her ksuva will collect from the lowest quality. And similarly, did Rav say that the case is talking about uh, where, where he the last thing that he purchased was a high quality piece of land. says, wait, if that's the case, why can't they all just collect from the highest quality piece of land? Because he's going to say to them like this: If you're quiet and you take and you take what you're supposed to take, meaning you take nor- what you normally would take, meaning the Bachov takes from the medium quality and the woman takes from the lowest quality, fine. But if you don't listen to me, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to return the the star, the the document that says that I bought the lowest quality piece of land to the original owner, and therefore what's going to happen? So he'll have that low quality piece of land. You're going to end up all having to collect from the lowest quality piece of land. So therefore, you might as well listen to me and just collect from what you're supposed to, and not give me trouble. Tamar says, wait, if that's the case, we turn to Chesam and Beis, if that's the case, 
Adami Neymahachi. So even in regards to the person who's collecting from the highest quality piece of land, he should be able to say to him, listen, uh, you better collect from the lower quality or the middle quality because if not, I'm going to return that, that, that star, that document to the owner, to the person who I bought it from, and then you're going to have to be stuck with the lowest quality piece of land. So, but we see that he doesn't say that. He doesn't have that time. He doesn't. He allows him to take from the highest quality piece of land. So what's going on? And what's the case over here? The case is talking about a case where he can't return the document to the person he bought it from and say, you know, go back to him and collect from him. Why? Because that person passed away. He died. And the children are the ones who are around. And therefore, if he would give it back to the kids, so they're not going to have to actually pay. And the shibud, the, the requirement to pay is actually upon him because he's the one that bought those pieces of land and therefore he's going to be responsible and if he returns it, if he returns that document to the kids, they're not going to end up having to pay and he's going to still have the obligation to pay. So he doesn't have that ability to do that. So now we have the problem again. So why is it that he has the ability to say to them that each of the pieces of property, you know, you take uh, the bacho, the person who's owed money, takes from the medium piece of property and the person, the woman, should take from the lowest property. So what's the understanding of that? So he doesn't have the ability to say that. So he responds and says to them like this, what's the reason why he can say to them, you take each of you the correct piece of property? Time of my Amarabon, and why do the rabbis say that you can collect from whatever is left over there and not come to me? Meaning, the whole reason that we're saying that, that he gets, that they have the right to collect from the last piece of property, meaning the last piece of property they bought was the it, it's the high quality. Why do we say that he does that? Why do the rabbis say that they have the ability to collect from whatever was left over? Because that was a whole thing, was just a takana, it was uh, something that they did to better benefit the person who bought the pieces of land, that whatever piece of property is still left by the person he bought from, that the, by the people that he owes money to, I mean, let's come back to the case, the case was where Ruvain sold these two properties to Shimon, but he owed three different people money, right? So now Ruvain, he owes these three different people money, so now they're coming to collect, they're not going to go to Shimon who bought the properties because Ruvain still has a piece of land. What was the understanding, why did the rabbis do that? So that there should be a takana for the the people who bought, Shimon who bought, he won't end up stuck with, with Ruvain's problem. So where it's to his advantage to that the that they should collect from whatever's left over, then okay, fine. Then he's going to be happy that they should collect from it when it's over there, when it's by still by roofing. But once he gets the properties, once all three of the properties are by him, and they're in any event they're going to collect from him, so he's not going to want this takana that will say that they're going to collect from that piece of property. Rather, he's going to say that no, uh, you know, you collect each one of you should collect from what you're supposed to collect from. Again, let's see that inside. What's the reason why the rabbi said that you can't collect from encumbered properties in a place where there are free properties? That was all for my benefit. I'm not interested in this takana because it's not going to end up being to my benefit. So therefore, you all collect from what you're supposed to collect from. Don't collect from the last piece of property that was bought. Rather, each of you collect from your respective properties. So now, and this is similar to a statement that Rava made, the Amar Rava, anyone who says that I'm not interested in this that they did for my benefit, for example, like this, so he's listened to. What's like this? Meaning, where did Rava originally make his statement? Like the statement of Ravuna, Ravuna, Ravuna says, A woman has the ability to say to her husband, don't give me food, and I'm not going to give you whatever money I make. Meaning, the rabbis made a takana that this woman would be able to get food from her husband. So even though there's no obligation for her husband to give him give her food, but so we say that she perhaps might not make enough money on her own to be able to provide for herself. So therefore we say that the husband gets whatever money she makes, and therefore the husband provides 
provides for her. But let's say she decides that she is making enough money and she doesn't want this takana, she doesn't want what the rabbi said, so she has the ability to say, I'm not interested in it, I'm going to keep the money that I'm making and you don't have to give me any food. So that's a, a right for her to do, so that's what Rava was talking about, and therefore we see this a similar thing over here that it's possible for a person to do that as well. Pshita, it is obvious. Let's say the person who originally had bought these three properties went and he sold a medium and low quality piece of land. Vishir it is, and he left for himself the higher quality piece of land, Lefanov. Right? So we have Ruvain, who originally owed all these different people money. Ruvain sold the three properties to Shimon. Now Shimon again sells two out of the three properties to Levi, to a third party. So now, and he keeps for himself the highest quality piece of land, Leisukulu Idis. So all of them that can come to Shimon, the, the second party, and they collect from the highest quality piece of land, because it's the last piece of land that's left, and both the medium and the, and the lower quality piece of land are not any longer by him. He doesn't have the ability to say anymore that I don't want the Takana, therefore go to the other pieces of land because those those pieces of land are not by him. He doesn't have those pieces of land anymore. Let's say he sold off the highest quality piece of land, and all that stuff is the medium and the low quality piece of land. So what's that? So what's that? say, they can all come and go to the third party and collect from the highest quality piece of land. Why? So Rashi explains that the case we're talking about here is again this case where the last piece of land that he had bought was the Idis. Okay? So Ruvain, he sold to Shimon. First he sold him this. He brought us the low quality, the medium quality. And then, so there was a period of time where the Idis, the highest quality piece of land, was all that was left at Ruvain, and therefore all three of the different people who owed money could have collected theoretically from that highest quality piece of land. Now what happens? Shimon buys that high quality piece of land, and now, so if at this point, if, if they want to come and collect, so he's going to tell each of them, you know, I don't want the takana of the rabbis, I don't want you to collect all of you from the idis, from the highest quality, so each of you collect from what you're supposed to collect. Now what happens? So Shimon goes, and he sells that highest piece of, that highest quality piece of land to a third party, to Levi. So now Levi has that piece of land that theoretically had been left originally at Ruvain's place for them to be able to collect from. So now, what does Shimon say? Shimon says, I want the takana of the rabbis. The rabbi said that, in fact, that this would be the piece of property that they would collect from. So now I went and I sold to a third party, so you can all go to the third party because I want the Takana de Rabbanan. So Abaye held to say that he can still indeed say that, and they can all go to the person, the third party, who, who bought that highest quality piece of land, and they can collect from him. Amr Rava, so Rava says, no, it's not true. Mama Harishan Lashani, no. What did the first person sell to the second person? Meaning the first lokech, the first buyer, which is Shimon, he, what did he sell to Levi, the third party? Calls Chuz Shatavaliado. Any right that he has, any right that the first buyer has, which is Shimon, so he gives over to the second buyer, which is Levi. If when they would have come to Shimon, the first buyer, he could make them buy from the medium or the lower quality. And even though when he bought the medium quality and the low quality piece of land, that originally, before he had bought the high, highest quality piece of land, so that the highest quality piece of land was still free for them to collect from, and they wouldn't have been able to collect from him the medium and the low quality as long as the highest quality was still at the original person's place. So he can still say, I'm not interested in Takana, right? The medium, the, the middle party, Shimon. So he could have said that even though after he bought it, so theoretically that was the last place that they could have collected from, so they theoretically should be able to collect from that place first. So, so the second buyer can also say, Gavi 
Binoinis Visibiris. Go back to the medium and the lower quality piece of land, which is still at Shemins, the Chizovin Lakersheni, Adetit the Choschus, the Havalirishin, Begavozovin. Because when the third party, the second person who is buying, he bought, so he has in mind that he's going to retain any right that the mill person, the first buyer, had. So now the Gemara continues. Amar Rava. Rava says like this. Ruvain Shemachar Kosa this is the Shimon. Let's say you have a guy, Ruvain, who sells all of his fields to a second party Shimon. Vahalich Shimon. And Shimon went. Umachar Sada Achazal Levi. He sold one of his fields to the third party Levi. Babal Chayv the Ruvain. Now the person who Ruvain owes money to comes. If he wants, he can collect either from Shimon or Levi. And this is only speaking about where he sold the middle quality piece of land. That's what Shimon sold to Levi. But if, let's say, he sold the high quality piece of land and or the low quality piece of land, he cannot go to Levi, to Amar Le, because uh, Levi can say, I specifically went and I bought the higher quality and or the lower quality piece of land because I knew that it was a piece of land that wasn't fitting for you to take. And even if you bought the middle quality piece of land, we only said this, if he didn't leave over any other kind of piece of middle quality piece of land, uh, because then he can't say, I left you a place. But if he did in fact leave over a piece of quality land of similar quality, uh, medium quality, so so he can't come to Levi, the Matzi Amarle, because he can always say them. I left you a place for you to be able to collect from. Amar Abaye says, Let's say Ruvain sold a piece of land to Shimon, but he accepted upon himself responsibility that if somebody would, somebody would come along and collect a piece of land from Shimon, that, that Ruvain is going to still be responsible. And in fact, that's what happens. The person who Ruvain owes money to collects that piece of land from Shimon. Dinahu, the law is the Azal Ruven Dina Bahade. Ruven can go to the person who's taking the piece of land, the person who he owed money to, and say to him, prove to me that I didn't pay you, meaning he can claim whatever claims that he has. And this person who was owed the money can't say, Oh, you're not my I don't have to deal with you because I'm going to the to Shimon, I'm going to collect my piece of land. The Amarle, why? Because Ruven can say, hadar. He can say, I am the person that you have to deal with because if you take it away from him, since I accepted upon myself responsibility, when you take it away from him, I'm going to end up with the bill. So therefore, it's considered that I am the person that you have to deal with. Even if he didn't accept upon himself any kind of responsibility, meaning Shimon is not going to be able to come back to Ruvain, nevertheless, Ruvain can still go to the person who's owed money and say to him, I've already paid you. And he can't say, you're not the person that I have to deal with. Because he can say, I am the person you have to deal with because I don't want Shimon to have any problems with me. I paid you already. I don't, I don't want Shimon to, to lose out. So therefore, he has the ability to, to say whatever tightness he wants to say, whatever claims that he wants to make. Va'amar Abaya, Abaya says furthermore, Ru'uven shamachar sada l'shimen, if Ru'uven sold a field to Shimon, shalei ba'achrais, without responsibility, v'yotsu alea asikin, on top of 9a. And someone went out and claimed that that piece of land is actually his. Actually, hechsikba, as long as Shimon has, no, has not made a chazaka, has not done an action of taking acquisition of this property, yochel boy. So he can still back out once he hears that uh, there's someone who's claiming that the, the land is actually that person's and not Ru'uven's. Misha hechsikba, 
But once he's already done a chazaka, done a, an action of showing ownership, ain't no chalach zerba, so he can't back out. He's the one who has to deal with the people who are making those claims. My time, what's the reason? The Amarle, chaisa the kitri sarvis vikablis, which is a phrase that basically means what you see is what you get. You bought the piece of land as it is, and if you've already done some kind of action, so you have to take on whatever comes along with the package. Me'emas havai chazaka, what's considered an action that you've shown ownership in this case? Michidayesh amitri, once he's walked around the borders. So once he's taking a survey of what needs to be done with the piece of land, he showed that it's completely him. V'dafka shalibachrayis. So we're talking about a case where the person who's selling it did not take responsibility of a bachrayis, but where he took responsibility and he said, if anything goes wrong, I take responsibility. Lie. So then he can back out, Shimon can back out, even if he's already gone and done this action. V'eka da'ami, that those who say, afilu ba'achrayis nami, that even if he had indeed accepted upon himself to take responsibility, da'amar le'achvi tirfach ma'shan l'cha. He can go and say to him, show me your document that the best and that the courts wrote for you saying that he's taking away your piece of land those who are claiming that it's theirs and then I'll pay you back but until he actually does that so the guy can't back out just because just because you know when you buy something you can't just back out just because someone's coming along and saying it's his you can't back out of the, the if you've already taken ownership of that thing you have to deal with that problem now